I'm in season eight, but that's a whole other story for another day. Successfully Chaotic, we are here to make your journey through entrepreneurship and juggling life and business and all the things in between. I have a special guest today, Melissa Kirkpatrick. I actually heard her speak last week. And we've kind of been uh, Facebook friends for a while, but never really quite connected. I heard her speak and I jumped in and said, hey, I would love to have you on the show. I just had somebody need to move it to a different week. If you've got the availability, I'd love you to jump in. And she happened to have the availability, so I was super lucky. Um, I loved hearing her keynote, and I wanted to kind of just brush on some of that today because I think it's super important for everyone, whether you're an entrepreneur, a small business owner, maybe you are an employee in a company, no matter what, I think this topic is so important. So today we're going to be talking about resetting your mindset and refocusing your goals. So Melissa, I'll let you kind of jump in and introduce yourself a little bit more. Well, thank you, Maria. I'm so happy to be here and be a part of this program and to be able to shine some light in other people's lives for just a brief moment, if not longer. Um, so as you said, my name is Melissa Kirkpatrick. I am from um, the Brown County area, born and raised, and I'm now living in the city. So there's a whole episode that's going to start with Melissa in the city. But for now, um, I've been someone who's uh, leveled up every decade of my life going from um, having my kids and being administrative assistant, office manager, executive secretary, to moving into being a high school IT teacher and then into owning and operating public golf courses. And then on the other side of that, since we've sold those courses, I now do this, get to do this full time as a keynote speaker, trainer, and coach. I, I love that you've done so many different things because when I start talking about some of the things I've done in the past, people look at me like, oh girl, oh girl. So when I kind of heard a little bit of your background, I'm like, oh, that's my people. That is my people. Um, and I think it's funny because I think we think about just the term focus as you only can ever do one thing. Right. Mm -hmm. and, I, and to me, that doesn't mean that. Now, it does mean that you need to you know, focus on whatever you're doing at that moment and then move to the next thing instead of trying to like crazily juggle things at the exact same time. Right. I think it's hilarious. I, on my resume, I used to put that I was um, amazing at multitasking. And then I can't remember who said it, uh, but, and you may know who said it, but somebody one time I heard speaking, um, I don't know if it was on a podcast or uh, what it was, but they said something like multitasking is basically doing lots of things shitty at the same time. And I was like, <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I'm like literally like putting this on my resume. Like I was so proud of it. Like I am a multitasker, but it's true, right? And, you know, I can effectively jump and do one thing and jump over here and do something, but I can't do it at the exact same time. So I do think it's important to learn how to focus, but to be able to do that, you do need to reset your mindset. I would like you to kind of, you know, talk a little bit about that and kind of what got you started in being passionate about that topic. So a lot of it comes from early programming. When you get to the point where you recognize everybody that has influenced you and has given you this uh, train of thought, this information that you hold to be true until at some point you recognize, is that really true for me? 
And what I noticed was negativity is what most people thrive on because that's the conversation they can have. People want you to feel their pain. People want you to know their sadness. People just want you to know they're having a hard time. And what I started picking up on was if I continue to think like that, I'm going to continue to have those experiences. And so I was able to work with others um, in my, you know, even as early as being um, in high school and, and learning from my teachers. I have this one teacher. She just really always had this shining light about her like she was always you know now melissa don't look at it like that and at the time i didn't really connect the dots until obviously looking back i can now but what i started understanding was your thoughts become things and later learned that from mike dooley's uh, teachings but what i had done not even knowing is i was allowing the myself to reflect um off of the negative and go into the more positive. I spent a lot of time in nature as a kid too, which again comes back tenfold. You start going, oh my gosh, I was doing all the things when I was younger. But the focus piece on the mindset became really clear when I started understanding what the law of attraction was and the use of a vision board. And what I discovered was I've been doing this. I just didn't have a name for it. I was creating my life by design. I was seeing in my mind's eye what I wanted to be my reality. And, you know, everything from getting my high school sweetheart and marrying him to the property that we own and live on. You know, it was just like all of these things were happening. But then my success in business started to come together as well. So the mindset became more of that process of when I'm thinking of something I better be careful because it could become my reality. And so I learned to really manage my thoughts better and more focused and clearer. Absolutely. Well, and I think sometimes people think that, you know, in order to have a positive mindset, that means that you have to ignore anything negative that goes on. And I think that that is such, you know, um, kind of a terrible way of thinking about that. And it's a, it's a fallacy, really, because I think that if people really realize what a positive life, trying to live a positive life and have a positive mindset is more about acknowledging your feelings, right? Mm -hmm. And acknowledging, you know, that maybe today you don't feel so good, but let's try to find something that does make you feel better, right? And because mm -hmm. I think, I know when I kind of started on my own mindset journey, um, it was not an easy road. And, you know, anytime that anybody has any type of traumatic experiences, which let's be honest, everyone has some type, right? Everybody has their own story and their own traumas. And when you're trying to come out of that, I think the initial reaction to live a positive life is to sweep it all under the rug and run from it. Or that's what a lot of people do. That's what I did for the longest time. <laughs> but you can't outrun it, right? You have to actually feel it. And I, mm -hmm. I think that it's important to kind of just maybe discuss that a little bit um, from your own perspective on, you know, how if, if somebody's listening right now and they're going through some tough times, because I know I've been there in the past. Um, how do you start to live a positive life? How do you start to reset your mindset when today is hard? Hmm. Yeah, I, I'm reminded of a friend of mine when I used to, we would talk about things going on that weren't positive in our lives. And she would be like, just bury that shit. If you just bury it, it'll go away. And I'm like, you know what? But I have a feeling with manure, it will grow even bigger. Yeah. So I need to <laughs> not bury that shit. So I want to keep it up front. Yeah. And, you know, being supported on your journey is key to just being able to have someone help you process those thoughts, emotions, and feelings. And the key is to deactivate the trigger. That is what I learned. So 
it's almost like watching a movie sometimes you know you watch these movies and you think wow that was just a movie but it really happened to someone the story wouldn't have been made if it hadn't happened some way or another and so deactivating the triggers is really what you're doing when you're doing the work the deeper work of going through these uh traumas and these setbacks and these unforeseen things that you didn't want to be a part of your life but they are and when you can actually allow that to be medicine for your soul to say i had this experience and it wasn't what I expected or wanted or desired, but knowing that now, could I have done something differently? Would I do it differently? Am I grateful that I had the experience? And what do I do with the information? Can I use it further in my life? Is it something I share with someone else? So it's all articulating, like we said, the story. Everybody has a story they're playing right now. We're all the, our own creators. Everybody in our game's a player. And we get to decide what we do with those that kind of information. Now, granted, I'm not saying that Everything is just like, whoop, just let it go. It takes time, work, uh, focus, all of the strategy. There's there's needs for professional help. There's need for reaching out. Like, I don't want to dismiss it as you just wake up one morning Absolutely. and go, I'm going to be positive. It's not yeah. that easy. But you've got to be willing to show up every day and do the work. And, and when you get tapped into this is what I want to do, I want to change things, it's amazing how the universe will rise up to meet you and you start getting these little breadcrumbs. You start seeing like, oh, this person's in my life and this person's in my life. And then maybe I don't need this person or that person. And maybe I am telling the story too much about I have no money. I have no career. I have no relationships, right? Like maybe I need to start talking more in abundant mindset versus the lack mindset. I love that. Well, and I think depending on where people are in their journey, it very much dictates how they tell the story. I know even when I first started this podcast, um, I've been able to grow a lot, not only as a podcaster, but just kind of in my own healing journey as well. And, you know, there's a saying that, you know, when you heal, you tell the story different. Somebody that's healed, the story is different. It's not that anything actually happened different, but you're able to look back and see it from a different mindset, right? And you're able to see it from different perspectives. And that's been my experience um, on lots of things that's gone on in my life. And, you know, I think it is one of those things that is really hard to explain unless you've kind of come through to a point of healing where you actually can look back and go, oh, no, I didn't love that. I didn't like that. But I see the bigger picture of how it's actually helped to mold me. Um, and I think there's a lot of people that have gone through lots of things that have that same, same story, right? That while they wouldn't wish that it happened, they can actually see that there has been fruit in their own growth, their own journey, their own healing. Um, can you talk about, you know, when we talk about mindset and we talk about focusing our goals, how do you think those play, you know, hand in hand? So when you talked about focus earlier and we were talking about focusing one thing and then jumping over and doing something other else with the mind, um, the multitasking, what I see focus as is that bigger picture, the end game. So being able to recognize what you want, because that's where a lot of us fall short. We don't want what we have. We know what we don't want. It's when we don't say what we do want. So how can you even do the things to get to where you want to go if you don't even know what you want? And so that's where vision boards became really powerful, not only in my life, but now I'm teaching and have been teaching others to utilize them, whether it's one picture or a hundred pictures, it's about really focusing in on if everything was the way that I would want it in this moment, I could be tapping you with a magic wand. What do you want? People are paralyzed by that question because they're afraid to say, I want a million dollars. I want a new house. I want a new relationship. I want a new car. I want an education. Like they don't want to say all that. They're like, well, I'd like to help 
other people and maybe pay my credit cards off. Well, okay, great, but what else? What do you really want? Don't hide behind the mask and act like you don't want something because we all want something. We want to oh, be on the beach or in the mountains or wherever it is. So it's getting honest about that. And the focus piece becomes, if I can really be the creator of my life and have all the things that I really, really want, this is what I would ask for. And the genie didn't give just three wishes. The genie said, your wish is my command. So you have multiple wishes. So don't look at it as you're limited. We live in an abundant universe. Everything is right there. Oprah Winfrey was born just like me and you, naked and afraid. And look at her now. She just continued to focus, continued following the breadcrumbs and started realizing if I feel good, mindset is I feel good, energy's good, everything's working out to my highest and best good, then I'm going to attract into my life all of that abundance and prosperity that I truly desire for my life now. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Well, and I know a lot of people probably have heard of vision boards and I don't know that a lot of people have dug into it as deeply as I know I heard you speak, like I mentioned, um, I think it was last week about it. You kind of really dove into, you know, vision boards and how that really ties into, you know, focusing and your goals and your mindset and growth. And you mentioned abundance. And I think, you know, as a vision board, um, I've, I've been a part of vision boards before, but I'd never had anybody sit and really ask us those deeper questions, which is so important. You know, it's always been outside of that that activity of building a vision board. I mm -hmm. love that you combine those because it is so true. Mm -hmm. You know, if, if you ask somebody, you know, how do you, you know, reach your goals, they're going to tell you, well, you first, of, first of all, you have to know your goals, right? You need to mm -hmm. envision your goals. You need to know the steps you need to take. To, and what better way to do that than to create something that you can hang on your wall and to keep reminding you of that. Um, let me ask you, as far as, you know, when you work um, with the vision board classes, and I know you do coach as well, you know, how many, I know you're not going to be able to give me like an exact number, but how many of the people that you work with approximately, like, do you feel that they, you said that they limit themselves, and I 100% agree with things that I've seen, but you also, do you feel that they have this, um, I guess, idea that they don't deserve it? Because I know that's something that I've, I'm speaking with people. It's almost they've got this this under, you know, layer of I just don't deserve this. I can't say this because I just don't deserve this. Is that something that you've noticed in you know people that you work with? Yeah, I would I would say 95% of the people that I work with have the limiting beliefs. We all have been programmed. There's a reason somewhere that we don't think we're worthy of whatever it is that we want or that we deserve it or that we're entitled to it or I'll look I'll look bad if I have all of it and somebody else doesn't. Like that is just old school uh, tracks that have been laid down and they believe that to be true. When we when I use the expression if nothing is good, bad, right or wrong, then there's really no argument of saying why you can't have something. It just is. And being in that mindset of if everything just is, then I don't have to limit what I'm able to seek or have. Some of the conversations that happen is I want to rent or I want to go on vacation to Florida, okay, for two weeks, because that's kind of the standard, right? Or maybe even a week, but then it becomes like, so what if you had a house in Florida? Oh, I could never afford a house in Florida. Well, what if you could stay there for a month in an Airbnb? Oh, I would love that, you know, but then if you can do that, why can't you have that? So I help to like just stretch and expand yeah. the thoughts even further, because that's another thing that we get sucked into uh, limiting thinking as well as believing. 
So the person that thought they could only stay on vacation in Florida for one week is now on track with her vision board to sell so many copies of her book to not only take her family to Florida, but she wants to own a house in Florida. It, it totally opened her up because she found the tool which was selling her book was going to give her the means in order to get there. And then the next thing is, is who do you need to talk to to get that book in front of? And how much do you need to sell that book for? And how many books do you need to sell? And what podcasts or what shows or what, you yeah. know? And that was a game changer for her. She is just like ignited so much joy and excitement. She's even got her family on board. They cannot wait for them to have the Florida home to go visit. Well, and that's so huge. Like and, and well, and I love that you mentioned that because that kind of leads me into you know, where I was wanting to take this conversation is, you know, we do hear about manifestation and we hear all these things. And there are a lot of people that do use that and put that in their own life and have put that into tangible steps. But then there's the people and I've worked with them before I've had conversations with them where they're like, oh, I don't believe in that woo woo stuff. I don't believe in manifestation. I don't believe in that. They want very tangible. Give me some steps I need to take. And again, it's going to depend on where you are in your life's journey. But I love that you mentioned sell X amount of copies of the book, do this. Where What are some actionable, tangible steps if maybe somebody listening is not, not quite on the, the, the manifestation um, word journey yet? What are some tangible steps that they could take? So I'd like to challenge those who are skeptical to a couple of ways. One, think of someone that you've not thought about in a long time and think about them all day long. My friend Susie, my friend Susie, wonder what Susie's up to. I haven't seen Susie in a long time. And let me know if Susie reaches out to you, you either see her on Facebook, you get a message from her, or you actually come across something that is associated with Susie. Or think about a cup of coffee. Who would I love to take to coffee? Who could I have a coffee meet with? And who you don't know who that person is, but I bet most likely if you think about it long enough, someone's going to reach out to you and ask you out for coffee or dinner or something of that nature. So that's connecting the dot. That's starting the grid to open up to let you know your thoughts do become things. So tangible, if you don't believe that you can create a vision board on your own or see what you want for your end result, then just think about right in this moment, say, if I could change one thing, what would I change? It could be your hairstyle, could be you want to whiten your teeth, you want to lose 20 pounds, you want to just go on vacation, you want to go see this movie you've been wanting to watch, whatever that looks like, don't, don't judge it. Just say, if I could change one thing, this is what I would do. And then write it on a post or on a post note or index card or something. And then just look at that. And then maybe you'll jump on your computer and find a picture that will match that word or that thing that you want. Just start there, start small and see that's what happens. No, I think that's perfect. And, you know, I, I wanted to mention that because I know back in the day, if you would have told me um, manifestation and what you envisioned you could have, I would have been like, oh, give me a list, give me a to-do list and I can knock it out. But I would have not have been there. Mm -hmm. Now I'm right there with you, Melissa, with what you, with the challenge, because I think a lot of times it comes back to how you were raised and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But also a lot of times if you've had a struggling journey, you do end up with that negative mindset. And I think a lot of people mm -hmm. that are not open to um, at least experiencing some of the other words and you know experiences that are out there i think it's because they're accidentally still stuck in that negative mindset mm -hmm. and I, I you know i like that you and you mentioned that now i, I want to go ahead and um kind of take it over to when you are speaking 
you mentioned um, a few things, and I don't know if it's something that you, like, I know it, you call it the three R's. Um, I don't know if you want to kind of like briefly brush over that, which we mentioned a couple mm -hmm. of them here, but I don't know if you want to briefly brush, uh, brush over that and just explain the importance just in entrepreneurship journey, but also I think just in life itself, whether you're an entrepreneur or you want to be an entrepreneur or not, I think it's so important to think about all of these things. Right. Yeah. So my my philosophy is your life is your business and your business is your life and how you're doing one, you're doing both. And so being able to look at yourself as a whole entity for everything that you do, life balance wheels are a great image to let you see where all of these things are associated, whether it be spirituality, relationships, career, finances, health, wellness, all of them come together. So we want to try to fill them in in all the ways that we can to make them more balanced versus unbalanced. And we all have a section that is unbalanced. So what I talk about is the three R's, which is reset, refocus, recharge. The reset piece of it is giving that understanding that what I've been doing is not working for me or what I've been doing is not moving fast enough for me. So we need to reset. We need to have a reset of all of, all of what we know up until now and willing to change that moving forward. So the first is the reset refocus is starting to understand i'm not the same person i was five years ago 10 years ago 20 years ago so the, the business that i'm doing or the family that i'm you know the personal life that i have if i'm refocusing i want to make priorities and then i want to let go of some of the things that no longer serve me so you can prune people away or out for a while you can let social media go away for a while i mean all of these things is just giving you a nudge in a direction that you're not used to so the refocus is giving you an opportunity not only to reset what you're doing but refocus on other things that might help move you faster to what you want because when you get clear i like to do like a brain dump when you dump out all the garbage then you have a clearer palette so that you can start really seeing what it is you need to focus on and then the recharge if you charge recharge yourself as much as you did your cell phone there would be a lot of more amazing exciting energetic people in the world but we focus on the phone percentage going down and getting the phone plugged in versus our own percentage of feeling good that self-care piece is huge and until you tap into it and really see the effect of it you're going to keep ignoring it but if nothing from today's talk think about when you charge that cell phone charge yourself at the same time bath or a walk or a nap or something that just brings yourself into a better more good feeling vibration absolutely well and i think that there's so many people out there that that's the piece and that's the reason i didn't put it in the title is i wanted that to kind of be something we kind of snuck in there because I think we hear it a lot, right? I think it's something that we hear and see on social media and we like it and love it. And oh yes, absolutely. But we don't typically end up focusing on it like we know we should. And I know that that meme that went around for years and years that you can't pour from an empty cup. I, I was one of the ones I'd share it. I'd love it. I'd heart it. And my cup was empty. It was bone dry, you know, and I knew it and I knew that it wasn't supposed to be like that but mm -hmm. i didn't take the steps to you know go ahead and recharge myself you know i'm a mom and like mm -hmm. a lot of moms out there we tend to put ourselves last put ourselves last put ourselves last and i think that's common and it can also be something that whether you're 
um, you know, a mom or not, you can do the same thing with, you know, a, a partner with, you know, a job with a new business, a new business is like having a baby. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's kind of one of those things that we, nobody sets out to not recharge themselves. It's not mm -hmm. something that they sit and plan there. Nobody's putting that on their vision board. I can guarantee you, but most of us have ended up there. And, you know, I do want to talk a little bit more in depth about that recharge portion, because if you don't have that, in my opinion, in my experience, from what I've experienced in my own life, the rest of it is, is pointless because you have to be able to start from a place of feeling, you know, refreshed, of feeling good, of, you know, being healthy, of feeling all of those things. Mm -hmm. And sure, you can chug along for a while, but you crash and burn. Um, is that something to be, is that something you experienced? Did you experience, like a lot of us talk about burnout? You know, I definitely did. Um, is that something that you kind of went through and you were like, aha, yes, that is important. <laughs> right, yeah. Well, I, I think of the cobbler, cobbler's kid has no shoes kind of thing. It's like yeah. we take care of everyone else, obviously, because we do really good at doing that. But I also think it's a way that we hide out from taking care of ourselves. So. I had the two boys, they were young, when I went back to school to get my teaching degree, when I turned 30, and I had to navigate and maneuver and figure out how am I gonna work full time, get them to school, help with their homework, go to their sporting events, do my homework, all of those things, take care of a house, all of that. And it was really finding that balance, but I was like at 2 a.m. on the computer doing schoolwork, and then I was up at 5 a.m. getting things ready and then you know doing all of that. And it did get to a point where I could feel the overwhelm, but what the goal was of getting that degree in four years and being able to teach, that was what I had to every day just remind myself of. You're doing this because of that. But then it was like I could see where I had to block, uh, block out time for myself, like I would a doctor's appointment for the kids or, you know, planning to go meet someone. I made dates with myself and they used to tell me to do that all the time. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. But when I finally started putting that non-negotiable white space on my calendar that I was going to spend one hour either out on nature or I was going to go shopping or I was going to go to the movies by myself or go to a cafe, whatever that looked like, or, or spend time with a friend even, I, I booked it into my schedule. And that's when I started seeing the, the things I needed to see that reinforced that. Like, you're feeling better and more energized and all of this stuff. And, and it just, I did some five K's in there. I, you know, like I didn't want to do anything like that, but my friend convinced me I should do a five K. So I'm like, okay. You know, it was just like, just being free to know I did have a choice, whether I chose it or not, the value, like you said, filling my cup first, I then could start seeing how the, my boys at their sporting events, the moms didn't even know I went to school because the other moms that were in school, they were sitting in the lawn chair with their textbooks in their lap, watching their kids play the sports. Yeah. I never took a book with me. I never talked about school when I was there. It was about my boys playing their sport, right? It was just learning those kind of things that really helped move the balance. Now, like I said, it wasn't easy and it didn't come overnight, but once I got where one or two things aligned with what I wanted, then everything else started showing up purposefully. I think that that is a common thing, especially, you know, with moms and women is that, you know, we're all told, you know, make time for yourself, you know, make sure you sleep with the baby sleeps. I can remember all the things around my kids that people told me, I'm like, yeah, okay. And I was sitting there thinking, what, how? I have like a thousand, how am I supposed to take a nap? You know, and I'm like, okay, you know, but I should have, right? I should have. And it's funny, I'm like you, 
I started scheduling it in, honestly, out of complete desperation. Because I was like, well, I haven't tried this. Everybody's been telling me to try it. I, I had even told my own clients to try it. So it's hilarious. And I hadn't <laughs> done it myself. Um, and, you know, when I started doing it, I started noticing. At first, it felt, I felt guilty. I don't know if you went through that. Well, I felt guilty, right? I felt guilty because there was a thousand things that my mind was telling me I should be doing instead. And I was, quote, unquote, wasting time and all these things. But then after I kind of got over that, I started noticing, like you said, I felt better. I felt more rested. I felt more patient. When I had, I was working, I was getting more accomplished. Um, and, and that was huge for me because I am very ADHD. And I've had to go through these, like, I have to have all my things set out a certain way. I have to have a hot drink. It's like a whole ritual mm. for me. And it was so much easier to sit and focus on what I needed to focus on because mm -hmm. I was giving the time. So I ended up getting more done and spending way less time on it. And for me, that was like a big aha. And I know for people that I have spoken with that's kind of gone through similar journeys, which is a lot of people, um, you know, they say the same thing, that it, it's funny that you figure out that by doing it for less time and being more focused, you're getting more done, which again, hearing, hearing it, you're like, well, of course, I mean, if you're focused, then you're gonna get more done. But still, it's one of those things, unless you have put it into play in your own life, it's one of those things that's, so easy, but yet so hard. Yes. Yeah. And it goes back to those routines. Like we've, we get routines on a lot of things or habits, habits that, you know, that aren't mindful habits. They're just habits. And it's kind of that same thing. Once you start recognizing that taking a bubble bath on Sunday evenings with a glass of wine and a candle lit, start your week off good. You'll want to do more of that. You know, it's just finding what those routine, those new routines and habits are. And that's what I help a lot of my clients with, because it's like, I don't even know where to start. You know, and one of the things I share in my talk is, you know, waking up every day, I recognize now, oh, I'm still here. I still have work to do. And knowing that everything's working out to my highest and best good. Mantras are powerful. That language of over and over again um, is, is another way that you can make a simple change in your habits or your routine that will, will start to lead up to more self-care time. So if you believe one of the things I had to say was I can do all things. I had to believe that like no other because there were moments when I'm like, what the hell am I doing? I don't even know what, I, you know, I don't know if I'm coming or going. And, and then I just had to hear this little voice say, but you can do all things, Melissa, even if it's for just a little while. And that was the part of that got me. And then when I would say out of this situation, good will come. Everything's working out to my highest and best good. Those mantras I have repeated probably the last 15 years. And they're my go-to every time when I'm feeling stressed, when I'm feeling lack, when I'm feeling hopeless, when I'm feeling sad, I just have to trust and believe that everything is working out to my highest and best good. And out of any situation, good will come. And that to me is one of the gifts that I can give to others because whether it's, you know, I've lost a lot of family members in my life. I've had a lot of opportunities come and go. I've had a lot of money come and go, <laughs> I've had a lot, you know, but to me, I just take the medicine in the sense of, okay, everybody's here on their own journey. That was their travel. That was their journey. And then they were a part of my story and how that alchemizes into my life and just trusting and believing that every day when I wake up, I still got work to do and I'm happy to do it. Well, and when you say mantra, I know a lot of people hear uh, affirmations, which is a similar yeah. you know, type of a thing. And I do the same thing with, um, I have certain affirmations that are very important to me and I know helps kind of push me through those hard times because that's, again, that's the thing with, you know, being optimistic and, you know, living a positive life, like we mentioned earlier, that does not mean there's not hard days. That does not mean there's not days where I'm ready to just throw in the towel 
you know, and just give up and quit because it's been a hard day. You know, that just means that I realize that the hard days come and I realize that I need to take a step back. I need to recharge. When I start having those feelings, I know there are certain things that I need to do to get myself into a good place and good mindset. Mm -hmm. And even if it's something that's terrible and far out of my control, I at least can stop and pause and figure out what my next steps are. And I think those are so important to, you know, to come up with. If if somebody's out there and they've never used affirmations or mantras, do you have something you suggest to people to find ones that work for them? I just if you Google mantras, like if you're looking for uh, bringing in more money, looking for a better career, looking for a better relationship, just relationship mantras. Um, you'll get all kinds of stuff through Google and then just go through and find one or two that you like. Um, I suggest to my clients put post-it notes around on your mirrors in your bathroom, in your bedroom, in your car, in your purse, in your checkbook, like wherever you can find, I don't know if anybody uses a checkbook anymore. That's funny, (laughs) but you put them all around so that you're constantly reminded when I first started using them and putting post-it notes, I would put them in the boys in their bathroom and they're like, what is this mom? Why is this? I'm like, it's just there. It's just there, you know? And over time, they would be like, what's that thing you always say? And then it was like, so it's it's that programming again. So you, it's fun to help others, but also reinforcing, you know, yourself and your belief and using those opportunities to do mantras. Absolutely. Well, it's just practice, right? It's like mm-hmm. anything else. If you're training for, like you mentioned 5K, if you're training for a 5K, you don't just train once and then you're, you know, set for all the 5Ks the rest of your life, right? right. You have to keep training. It's, it's the same thing. And, yes. you know, I think for a lot of people, when they think of, you know, mindset and even therapies or counseling or, you know, affirmations or anything, they think it's like a one and done. And, you know, I, I think it's important to think about it much like you would exercise, right? Like, or, or, or eating, right? Good nutrition. You know, eat a good meal today doesn't mean you can starve tomorrow. You know what I mean? It's yeah. something you have to keep feeding yourself with. And I think mm-hmm. that's so important to think about. And um, let me ask you if, you know, if somebody is sitting right now and they're like, okay, well, I've heard, you know, this, let's be positive, let's reset, let's focus, let's, you know, recharge today. I just need some steps. I need something that I can do today to, you know, get out of this funk, to be able to even want to do this because, right, I'm sure you've talked to people that are like, I don't really know what to do and I don't really want to do anything. And that's a hard place to be. It's a hard place to be on the other side of the phone out too, trust me. Um, What would be something that you would tell somebody to just go and do? What would it be? I mean, I know what my suggestion would be, but um, I just wanted to see what your suggestion would be. Well, I use the phrase um, or talk about when you're little and you're learning to walk and you keep falling down and you keep falling down and you keep getting back up, trying again, trying again. No one looks at you and say, you little dummy, you know, get up and just walk. There's support (laughs) that you need in that. But for you, think about when you learned to walk, when you got your driver's license, when you graduated high school, all of those things were were an idea that you had, you knew it to be true, it was going to happen. So in this moment, again, it's a choice. I can talk about my problems or I can talk about my solution or find a solution. And I think it's more just really pausing and getting clear on that. What is it that I would change? What's the one thing I would change if I could change it right now? Um, It might be a stretch for some people. Um, I know that 
reading a book or, or watching something inspirational can be very helpful, but find that resource. And, and what will happen if you've listened this far, you're probably going to see things start appearing because I believe that that happens when we come together and have conversation. You're going to see yeah. something. Someone's yeah. going to mention a book. Someone's going to mention a podcast. Someone's going to mention something. Don't ignore it. Grab a hold of it. And then just be curious. What do I need to know? What do I need to know? That's where I think I would suggest that you start. Just go throughout your day. What do I need to know? And just allow the universe to provide you with something that you didn't know was there and just take full advantage of it. Absolutely. Well, and I think that's perfect because, you know, we are going to find what, again, what we're thinking about, right? What we're envisioning. And I also would like to challenge people. You know, people kind of tease me like I don't watch uh, horror movies. I don't, you know, watch the news. There's a lot of things I just don't. I'm not because I think they're bad and, you know, I'm not saying anybody's bad for watching them. But for me, it doesn't do good things to me. Right. It doesn't make me feel good. I don't like it. It doesn't make me feel positive in a positive way. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I have as I've gone through you know, my own healing journey, I've peeled back the things that make me feel mm -hmm. not OK. And, you know, that's that's a big thing. And you mentioned, you know, listen to a positive podcast, watch a positive show. And I think that's huge. We are what we consume on every level. Mm -hmm. And I know when, whenever we met last week, I was speaking on nutrition. So I was speaking very much on like actually what we consume. But I think that goes even farther than that. Right. It's, it's everything. It's everything that we are pulling in. It is feeding us one way or the other. And I know there's that old story about the two, two wolves, the old Cherokee story. I'm sure you've heard it. Yeah. And it's the same thing, right? It's, and you can look at it as, you know, being the two wolves, the good and bad inside of us. But you can also think of it as just, just in the universe itself, right? That we are tapping into one or the other. And mm -hmm. for me, I choose to tap into the good wolf. I choose to stay within the good wolf. And if something, you know, bad wolf tries to come into my, my, you know, bubble, it's, it's gone. You know, I want it gone because I know how I feel now and I know how I used to feel and I never want to feel that way again. And I think that, you know, if somebody's out there listening right now and you're in that funk that we've all been there, I, th I think what you said earlier, like, I think that's just perfect. I mean, I think, you know, you do have a choice and I know we can feel helpless, but you do have a choice. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So yeah. where, I know you you do um, coach and you do um, obviously keynote speeches um, and the vision boards. Where can people connect with you? I don't do you um, just do it hyper local um, or, or is it something that you do uh, virtually as well? Yes, both. Um, so I've worked with people all over the United States and um, through virtual contact, I've done in person. But my Melissa Kirkpatrick coaching is um, the handle for um, most of my um, social media, except for LinkedIn. It's just Melissa Kirkpatrick. But I'm just a trainer, author, coach, speaker, like all of those things. I customize and do uh, training in areas that people are looking for. Vision boards just happen to be one of the things that we're doing right now. I did those virtually back in 2020. I did a lot of uh, free training uh, virtually in 2020. So you can find those on my YouTube channel um, for some things like morning routines and um, uh, igniting the magic of your vision board, living with a purpose, like all those kind of things. Because I think the more, like we were saying, the more you can feed your mind and, and get ideas, the, the more happier, the more excited about life you'll be instead of feeling, you know, the heaviness of maybe what you're struggling with right now. But uh, yeah, so that's that's what I do. That's where I'm at. Um, it's just one of those things where it just keeps getting bigger and better every every moment that I get to support others and then see what happens a year or two or three or five years later um, on their journey and what they've accomplished and received in return. 
I love that. And I know if you're listening to this on the podcast platforms, um, if you go down to the show notes, the links to all the things Melissa will be there in the show notes. If you're watching this live right now, I'll make sure somebody goes in there and puts the links in the comments and just a little bit after we end. But is there anything else you want to leave our listeners with before we end? You're never too old and it's never too late. If that's one of the things that have become that has become so true for me, I, I wholeheartedly know that if we limit ourselves thinking we're too old or it's too late, then you're done. <laughs> but if you keep that little hope like a little kid at Christmas, like, hmm, maybe I'm not too old. Maybe it's not too late. It's time. And I ask you to press the play button because life already started. That's perfect. And if you enjoyed this episode, I would love it if you would hit like, hit share. And if you're listening on your favorite podcast platform, make sure that you subscribe. And Melissa, thank you so much. I really appreciate you jumping on. And it was like super short notice. And when I had some kids, I was like, you know what? I was going to ask her to come on anyway. Let me see if she's available. And it just, it worked out because I, I was really inspired by hearing you speak. And I felt mm-hmm. like there was, you know, this just energy about you, which I really enjoyed. So oh, thank you. I really appreciate it. So, all right. Thanks, guys. We will back be back again next Tuesday at 2 p.m. for another live episode. And until then, you can go to Successfully Chaotic on your favorite podcast platform and listen to our past episodes. And see you all next time. Bye. Life is a winding road. No telling where it goes. Driving through days and nights Won't stop for traffic lights